So we're still in Mark. Uh, Mark chapter 9. And I want you to remember a couple of weeks ago as we read about Jesus' transfiguration up there on the mountain. The, the words of the Heavenly Father that was being spoken to the disciples as they were there with Jesus and, and seeing Him in all of His glory. You remember what God said? He said, this is my beloved Son. Listen to Him. I, I, I would hope that, is, that was something that was, that was ringing in the ears of the disciples as they descended down off the mountain and, and encountered the, the young boy that needed healing, that needed freedom from, from the evil spirits. I, I, I pray that it was something that was ringing in their ears as they continued on in their journey with Jesus towards Jerusalem as they are now making that turn and heading down uh, towards Jerusalem through Galilee. I'm hoping that's a word that is ringing in our ears. Because just as much as the disciples needed to hear, listen to Him. Today you and I need to remember, listen to Him. So we're in Mark chapter 9. We're going to start reading here at verse 30. Samantha read this for us. I just wanted to go through this again. Mark chapter 9, verse 30. They went on from there and passed through Galilee. They're on the way now. This is a kind of a tipping point. In Mark, all of the ministry so far basically has been happening around Galilee, sometimes a little bit further north, but all around it. He hasn't gone down south yet. Down to Jerusalem. Uh, but here now in Mark's, Mark's gospel, they're making that transition. And everything that's happening from this point forward is moving towards Jerusalem. Moving towards the crucifixion. Moving towards our Lord's passion and His great sacrifice on our behalf. So, uh, so they passed through Galilee. He didn't want anyone to know because He was teaching His disciples he was saying to them the son of man is going to be delivered into the hands of men and they will kill him and when he is killed after three days he will rise but they didn't understand the saying and they were afraid to ask him. Let me say that is the wrong action. The wrong response when there's something that you don't understand. To, uh, to be silent, to not ask anybody, not to, to go to the Lord who gives generously to all those who ask for wisdom. For you to be silent, to not ask Him, to, to, to not seek the answers is the wrong response to troubling words. To things that, 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 that you aren't sure about, that, that, that tear at your heart a little bit. 
that seem like they don't make sense, like it doesn't fit what, what I understand things should be doing, what God should be doing in my life. I, I don't know why you're doing this, Lord. Don't be silent. Ask. And He will give generously. That's in James. If anybody lacks wisdom, let him ask the Father who gives generously. trying to think this week why? why 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 wouldn't they ask him was jesus that intimidating well were they so concerned that that if they were to say anything that they might be lumped in with peter remember what peter said the last time that jesus mentioned that he was going to be when jesus was teaching them that he was going to be crucified and would rise again peter took him aside and said Lord, Lord, you shouldn't be talking about that. That, that can't be right. What did Jesus say to him? Get thee behind me, Satan. I can understand being a little reluctant to saying anything at this point, to be lumped in with all of that. I, I also understand pride. I don't want to be seen as not understanding. I don't don't want to be the one to to show weakness in my eyes that that there's something that I'm not grasping, that I'm not comprehending. And and as everybody else was looking around and saying, I'm not going to ask them, they probably all get it, but I'm not going to say anything because I'm going to be the only one that doesn't seem to get this. I understand pride. And I recognize that in most times in my life when things go wrong, when I get off track, when I, when I act sinfully, it's usually because of pride. I need the Father's words. Listen to Him. Listen to Jesus. Because He has exactly what you need. As the story continues here, I'm more convinced that the reason that the disciples weren't saying anything was because of pride, because it gets worse. Verse 33, and they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, so uh, what were you talking about on the road? As if he didn't know. But they kept silent. For on the way, they had argued with one another about who was the greatest. How easy is that to do? As I've been reading some of the commentaries and stuff like that, they've been talking about how um, 
how much a part of Jewish culture, especially Jewish religious culture, focused on position. On everybody knowing what their position was and, 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 and holding fast to that station that they were in. In the, the writings of the Qumran uh, community that, that, that we have, that we get the Dead Sea Scrolls from, uh, there was lots of things in there about the different positions of different uh, uh, parts of society, especially, you know, the, the priests, the Levites, uh, the choir members, the musicians, uh, all of the different positions as the kingdom would be coming in, that these were the positions that all of these people would be taking. So it's, it's there in the Jewish mindset about, you know, for the disciples, now that, that we have this connection with the Messiah, what position, where do we fit in with all of this? You can dress it up all how you like with all kinds of religious ritual and, and policy and guidelines and all that kind of stuff. But it still just boils down to pride. Where do I fit in? When, when do I get my peace? Recognition of the pie. Where, where is my place where I can then look down on all those that are less than me and feel, <laughs> Look where I'm at. So Jesus sat down and called the twelve. This is going to take a little bit of work. And he's and he's sitting down and calling them to him because this is important this is something that they are going to need to know if they are going to be able to play their role of of birthing the church of setting the kingdom of god out into the world to be able to to have the impact that god is intending it to have this is key and not just for the beginning of the church even for us all today, in, in the continuation of the kingdom of God here in this world, we need to hear this word. Listen to Him. And then He said to them, if anyone would be first, he must be last of all. He must be the servant of all. And then Jesus does something that is very strange. See, because in, in first century culture, both Roman and otherwise, children didn't hold a very high place. They, 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 and some commentators have uh, tried to speculate on, on some of that, talking about the, the high infant mortality rate. Uh, that, that 
there's a good chance your child wouldn't make it past a certain age. And so getting so attached to them was dangerous. I, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. But here Jesus takes this child and puts it in the middle of them. And he says, whoever receives one, one such child in my name, receives me. And whoever receives me, receives not me, but him who sent me. Build the sermon? Yep. It's a child. What? Yep. <laughs> Wasn't that good timing? <laughs> I planned all that. That was totally part. <laughs> this is uh, Mark's, uh, not rendition. In Matthew, we have the, the Jesus teaching about the sheep and the goats, right? Uh, about the division of the sheep and goats at the end of time, the Son of Man, as He sits on His throne, He will uh, divide the sheep from the goats. He'll say to those that are on His right, blessed are you, enter into My rest, into the kingdom, because when I was hungry, you gave Me food. When I was thirsty, you gave Me drink. Naked, clothed Me. Prison, visited Me. Sick, ministered to Me. And to the goats, he said, into eternal punishment. Because when I was hungry, you did not. When I was thirsty, you did not. And they all asked him, Lord, when did we or didn't we? And Jesus said, you've done it to the least of these, my brothers, you've done it unto me. This is a, a theme about servanthood, about humility, about serving others that runs all the way through Scripture. This is a central aspect of our relationship with Jesus Christ. It's one of service. We, we've talked throughout Mark about how as a follower of Jesus that we are called to suffering because He who is our Lord suffered for us. Therefore, we will suffer. And, and it's all through Mark's gospel. We've been hitting on that a number of times where, where Jesus is teaching his disciples and, and tell, talking to them and helping them understand the, the way of suffering. He's expanding that now. Following the Lord means not only that we are following his way of suffering, but we are also following his path of sacrifice servanthood and again it is all through the New Testament writings 
That we should have the attitude of Christ who, who, didn't, who didn't consider his heavenly, his heavenly realm to be something to be grasped. His, his, divine, his divine nature to be held on to. His, his heavenly throne to be, to, to, to be secured. But instead he left taking on the form of a servant. Servant unto death. And if we are going to follow this Jesus, we too must put our pride aside and humbly find ways to serve others. It's not a fun message. It doesn't play well. This is, this is one of those things when Jesus would, would say this kind of stuff that you would see this great crowd begin to thin out and wander away. And even today, when, when people are, are faced with the the gift of Christ's grace and then told to count the cost? Many find that cost too steep, too great. And still, the Father's voice rings in our ears. Listen to Him. This is important. This is central to how we live our lives in response to Christ's sacrifice for us. That we would then sacrifice ourselves for the least of these. In our, in our culture, we celebrate those that are in leadership, those that are in power, those who have influence. We, we hold them up high on a, on a pedestal. We, we seek to try and, 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 and model after them to, uh, to try and, and, and live life like them so that we can be then also lifted up. That, that, that there would be this... this this celebration, and so you know, it's it's in it's in every business climbing the corporate ladder. You don't want to just be satisfied with the with the low level jobs. You need to continue to to work and sweat and 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 stab people in the back so that you can work your way up the ladder. There are all kinds of different roles that that are set up. So that, that we can all find ourselves in a position in that, in that hierarchy. That somehow we know where we fit in above others. And in Christian circles, it's just not that much different. We see the people that have the influence. We want that. We, we want to be seen as somebody who, 
who knows the Bible, who can, who can interpret Scripture, and other people would look to us to be able to understand what the Bible is saying. And so we set ourselves up as experts. We, we seek after those roles that would give us more influence, more, more power. E- even within uh, the family structure, we, we see people in positions of authority and, uh, that, that, are, that are set up by God, but, but they take advantage. They abuse that authority. They, they oppress those that are below them in the hierarchy in order to make themselves feel more powerful. And that has happened so often in the church. The accusation of the church being patriarchal in a negative way that, that, that talks about, that, that, that seems to, maybe in the past, has, has, has protected men, husbands, fathers from acting cruelly to their family members. That is not the way of Christ. We need to be a place where we celebrate sacrifice, where we celebrate servanthood, where we teach our children to look past the 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 uh, the foolishness of this world that, that, that seeks to be on top. And instead, like Jesus says, to reach out to the least of these. Because when we are reaching out to the least, we're touching the heart of God. I don't know what this does for you. But I know it has shaken me up this week. All of the places where I thought that I was justified in my sometimes anger, sometimes frustration, because others weren't weren't massaging my ego like I think they should be. And instead be called to to let others take advantage. That passage in 2 Corinthians has been ringing through. Why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be taken advantage of? Our reward is not here. As much as, as our lives look around and feel like everything, it's, it's, it, this is it, this is where I need to be finding my, my satisfaction, my reward, it's not going to happen here. We will receive that reward when our Heavenly Father 
welcomes us and says, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful in a little. that we would be faithful, that we would be servanthood, that we would allow others to take advantage of us, to walk all over us. That doesn't sound right, does it? And yet it's the way of the cross. It's the way that Jesus has led us out. The example that he has set for us. I don't know what that means for you. I don't know where the Holy Spirit is directing you in response to this. Listen to Him. Don't push it off. Don't don't try and justify or or argue away or, or ignore. Be silent. Listen to him. Ask him how you need to change in order to be his servant, to receive him in the least of these that you have around you. And in that, to receive the Father. Let's pray. Let me just give you a few minutes on your own. If there's, there's some business that you need to do with the Holy Spirit, let me just encourage you. This is the time. Repent, confess, and ask for His help. Lord Jesus, I confess the sin of pride. Those times when I've when I've been so wrapped up in my own rights that I've trampled on the rights and the, the lives of others.
confess that sin of pride that has sought to, to impose my ideas, my priorities, my agenda on others. Rather than to, to listen, to hear where you are speaking to them at the point where they are and in their lives. I confess my, my religious pride that foolishly thinks that, that somehow anything of worth that I'm doing is me doing it rather than you working in me. Lord, we want to be a people that walk in your way, that hears your voice, that listens to your priorities and lives out your character, your servanthood, your sacrifice in the lives of others. Help us to be those people today. Change our hearts, God. Take us away from, from that pride and instead fan the flames of true humility, true self-sacrifice, that we would be able to see those that we can serve and reach out to them. Lord, our world does not need more religious elites. Our world needs humble servants. Let us be that. In your name I pray, amen.